The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Thursday edition of PFTPM in season. That means it's the joint Picks podcast. PFTPM, Chris Sims unbuttoned. He's Chris Sims. I'm Mike Florio. We're with you for the next hour to tell you what we think about all 14 games to be played in Week 10. Straight up picks against the spread. Best bets. As usual, I have no idea what my best bets are going to be right now. I will know them by the time we're done. It's driven by gut feeling. And last week... The gut, the gut feeling was good. worked out pretty well, baby. 3-0. and oh, Redeeming myself for the pathetic 0-3 oh from the week before. But, Christopher, how about this? First of all, the evil Roger Goodell twin brother photo uh. is back because you were bad last week against the spread. What's up with you in the spread, man? 10-4 and four straight up. 3-11 and 11 against the spread. Holy crap, George Costanza do the opposite. I don't even care about the spread. I don't know what other way Obviously. to say. I don't. I just, I'm glad enough I can pick the damn game to be winners and losers. You know, it's too hard. I don't look at the spreads before we pick these games. I pick them. I write a score. I sit there as I pick the games and I look at information about the matchups and I pick a score. Unfortunately, I I might have a job in Vegas to where I could be a line setter. I'm always right around that. And I know I got to do something about that. I'm sitting here now going, I got a few needlers here today. Again, I'll say this, like I've said on the podcast, on my other podcast, when I'm not with you. I'm not Johnny the Shark Vegas, all right? Listen to my information. I usually could tell you who's going to win or lose and some good tidbits of the game. You others out there who are listening, I'll steer you in some directions with my information to where you make the bets. You guys know how to bet better. than I am not a professional gambler. That's all I will say about that. And let me just add one thing before we get to the games, because I'm driving the bus this week by virtue of winning the against the spread competition and the best bets since you were one and two. Can we put the graphic back up? Because I, I, I really do think at some point we are going to have to have a full and complete audit of Pete Demolitis' work. Because whether it's a recount, whether I have to go to court, look at the straight up, 65 and 47. Yeah. Pete, got a what the game. hell is wrong with you? You're off by 20 games I got a 20 on my straight up. advantage on you there. <laughs> Pete, 85, not 65. Come on, Pete. All right, let's get to the games. Uh, and, and this is a strange weekend, thanks to the Masters. I, this is the first time I've ever seen football blink an eye when golf is involved but the nfl is loading up the late afternoon schedule because the masters is on early afternoon only five one eastern games annoying. six in the late window well especially because and really it is all about us we have to do our work to prepare for football night in america the more games that are played late the harder it is for us to know what the hell is going on especially because i'm trying to get people on the phone kind of hard to get guys from the late games on the phone 
during the show. Right. Not the easiest thing to do, but uh, that's okay. First world problems that's to right. the extreme. Let's get to the 1 p.m. games and let's begin. Well, actually, we got Thursday night. How can we? How can I forget Thursday night football? I don't know. I forgot Thursday night football. Remember it. Let's go. Great. (laughs) I think being around you for three years has kind of reduced. I'm playing down to the level of competition, as they would say. The Colts and the Titans tonight on uh, Fox and all the various other networks. The game is on. Titans only favored by one. That means on a neutral site, the Colts would be a two-point favorite. Are you kidding me? Chris, who do you like and why? Well, I, I, I'm going with the Colts, 23-20, to 20, right off the bat. And, you know, the big thing is here, I just I don't trust I don't trust the Tennessee defense. I really don't. You know, there, there's really no advantage I can look at here with the Titans offense versus the Colts – I mean, Titans defense versus the Colts offense to where I can sit here and go, oh, in this area – Tennessee's got the advantage. The only thing I see going for them here at all is the fact that, okay, maybe the Colts can't scare you deep down the field, but it doesn't matter. Other than that, they have a short passing game. They can run the ball solid. You have to respect it. And they have enough ways for Rivers to hit you with 10 and 15 and 20 yard passes to where that worries me about the Titans. And then, you know, we talked about on the show today, the Titans run game has not been as dominant lately. It has not. You know, Taylor Lewan being out, and they've had to play some really good defenses, and this might be the best defense they've played yet. They don't let anybody run on them, the, the Indianapolis Colts. They don't. So I think from that aspect, I just look at it and go, they're going to be a close football game, certainly. But I think there's just a few more spots that are advantageous to the Colts football team than the Titans won in this, and that's why I'm going to go with them by a field goal. The Colts were out playing the Ravens on Sunday. They were. And it all fell apart with that Jonathan Taylor fumble that was returned for a touchdown by Chuck Clark. And then after that, in the second half, the Ravens really woke it up. This, to me, Chris, falls into the potential for one loss becoming two. Yeah. That it's such a short turnaround. And the Colts had the Ravens and – how do you get yourself refocused and go on the road in a short week with all the other stuff that's going on in the world? That's where I look at this and I say, Titans at home, in the process of reestablishing themselves, it won't be pretty. It may go down to the wire, but I think that the Titans prevail. Maybe a late touchdown to secure the final margin. I've got 27-20 Tennessee. I think Derrick Henry, we've seen what he can do in a big spot It was that Thursday night game, November of 2018, I believe, where he busted out against the Jacksonville Jaguars. I I think it's time for the Titans to reestablish themselves because they're starting to fade. You know, it was that that belief, Chiefs, Ravens, Steelers, Titans, the top four teams without question, the FC, they're starting to fade out of that that quartet now. They need to reestablish and they need to win that division. And you better hold serve at home against the Colts because you got to go there in 17 days. Yeah. So I just like intangibles I get you. going in the favor of the Titans. Give me 27-20 Tennessee. Yeah, no, I, I think you're right, though. The intangibles probably do favor Tennessee here. They do in, some, in, a, in a lot of ways. Um, yeah, I just don't trust it. And you know what? I'm going a little with Thursday night football. It's just always a curveball thrown at us, and that, that's what was part of my gut, my gut feeling, too. So we'll see where that goes. Team we saw get blown off the field on Sunday night, the Tampa Bay back Buccaneers. They head to Carolina as five-and-a-half-point favorites over a three-and-six Panthers team that won't have Christian McCaffrey, at least for this week. There's now indications maybe he'll be back by week 11. Chris, who do you like? Well, okay, so first off, 
you know, the, the Panthers offense, it's good. They got weapons. Bridgewater's playing solid, efficient football. You know, I'll still stick by the old saying I always say with him. He's not going to win you football games, and he ain't going to lose you them either. He's not necessarily going to make those plays to push you over the hump in those close football games. I mean, I think we've seen that. You know, my big thing here is Carolina's just an okay running football team. They're just okay. And the Bucs, of course, are one of the better run-stopping defenses in football. I just think that'll make them, Carolina, too one-dimensional. I think it'll allow Tampa to play more coverage because they'll be able to trust their front to stop the run and do those things. So I think from that aspect, they have an advantage. And then on the other side of the ball, you know, the, the, the Panthers are not good at stopping the run. Now, in pass defense, they're solid. They don't let up a lot of big plays. But between what Bruce Arians said this week with, like, doesn't want to play three receivers and do all that, I think we're going to see the Bucks get back to what made them good and really dominant, you know, a few weeks ago, which is balance, running the football, the tight ends, the two tight ends. And I think because of that, they'll have a little success against Carolina, and that'll lead to big plays in the pass game, even though Carolina's not one to let up those a whole lot. And I think the Bucks get back on, on track here. 24-20, I don't think it's easy, but I'm taking them to win the football game. Oh, threading the needle again, There's taking the, the Panthers to cover and the Bucks to win. The Panthers did not embarrass themselves against the Bucks back in week two, but this is a bounce-back game, and I think this is a no-more-bullcrap game from Bruce Arians. Forget about this. Antonio Brown back and forth between him and Tom Brady. They are going to get back to basics, I believe, and Brady will sign on for it to get things back on the right track. They need to gain ground on the Saints. They've lost the tiebreaker to the Saints. They've got to find a way to pick up two games over the next eight weeks on the Saints in order to win the division. It's not going to be easy to do. They've got to win this one. I like the Buccaneers 28-17. to 17. I agree with you. They're going to rediscover that formula where they run the ball. They pass off of that. They take some heat off of Tom Brady, protect right. him a little bit better, right. give him some time. And, and I, I just think that... That for the Panthers, look, they, they were uh, very respectable early in the year, but it's just kind of starting to fall apart. They gave the Chiefs their best shot last week. I guess you could find confidence in that, but at the same time, I think the Panthers know that it's just not going to happen for them this year where the Buccaneers are feeling true desperation. They need this one badly. 28-17, Bucks over Panthers. Next up, the Houston Texans. After a dysfunctional couple of days with the firing of PR director Amy Palchik, which triggered a reaction that I don't think anyone in Houston would have estimated, they go to Cleveland to take on the Browns. The Browns are only a three-point favorite. They're calling for wind. We saw what happened to the Browns the last time they played in the wind at home. They lost 16-6 to to the L.A. or L.A., not L.A., not Oakland, Las Vegas Raiders. Who do you like when the Texans take on the Browns? Well, the wind does scare me a little bit. It, it scares me more, though, in this, for instance, with the Houston Texans, because the Houston Texans are the ones that's going to have to rely on the pass game. I mean, that, that, that's, you know, the bottom line, that's just the facts of the matter. You know, Cleveland is decent at stopping the run, and the Texans are not a good running football team. So there's, there's not, they're going to win it through the pass if they are going to win it. And I expect them to be able to move the ball on the Cleveland Browns defense all day long. I really do. You know, Cleveland's got issues there, and yeah, they got Miles Garrett, but it's not like an overwhelmingly good pass rush. So when it's not overwhelmingly good across the board, this is where Deshaun Watson, even though Miles Garrett might get to him a few times, he's going to make magic, and there's going to be holes downfield, and they can't match up with them man-to-man with all those guys. They're not a good, not a, got a, not a good enough cover guys on Cleveland. But 
The flip side is Houston's defense is stinky. It's crappy. I don't know what other way to say it, and they can't stop the run. And that, to me, is ultimately why I'm going to go with the Browns. I think it'll be a close game. In fact, I picked 31-28, so I picked a damn push. So let me fix that score so we don't have a push for the purpose of this, and I'll go 31-27. The Texans missed that extra point, all right? So, but I, I think Cleveland's run game ultimately will be too much of them holding the ball, dominating the line of scrimmage, and when they can run like that, and gash you, it'll lead to just too many easy passes. And I think it's a fun game to watch, but I'm going to go to the Browns to win by four points. I'm looking at the forecast for Cleveland on the Dark Sky app, an excellent app that tells you down to the minute when it's going to start raining wherever you are and when it's going to stop. It really is amazing in that regard. The winds during the game, 26 to 28 miles per hour with gusts up to 50 miles an hour. I think the fact that the Browns have already been there and done that will help them, right? They can draw on that experience. They played in a windy game, whereas the Texans, they play their games at home. They're coming off of a two-week break. They've got the dysfunction flowing from the firing of Amy Palchik. I don't know whether or not that's a factor, but there are guys in the locker room who are pissed off about it. You know, some old wounds from some of the stuff that went on back in 2017. That may be resurfacing. I like the Browns. I like the Browns to to win a game they're supposed to win. They win the games they're supposed to win. They lose the games they're supposed to lose. I have the Browns winning this one 27 to 17, covering the spread and moving to six and three, Chris. Yeah, I, I, I like that. And you know, hey, listen, your thought about the wind and all those things. You're right. The Browns are used to it. I then people might go, well, well, they lost though the last time. It's all right. That was a different matchup. You know, the Raiders are a team that they didn't have to throw the ball either. They All they did was run the ball all game long. Houston can't do that. So that's where it does play advantage Cleveland there. And really, I mean, Dark Sky, I mean, I think we need to make them – you need to call them up, see if they're going to sp- sponsor us at some point with all the love you give them. Uh, but, yeah, that wind will make me think to where, mm, I don't know, maybe I would have pushed the Browns in a little bit more of a lead than just four points uh, if I realized it was going to be that aggressive there by the mistake by the lake. You know, the Dark Sky app was recommended to me by our boss, Sam Flood, a couple of years ago. NASCAR uses it to know when it's going to start raining at a race. So that's, I guess, the best endorsement you can give it. Okay, Washington at Detroit. Ford Field. Washington reeling after losing to the Giants, trying to find their footing. The Lions have lost two in a row. They're four-and-a-half-point favorites. Who do you like? Well, I I mean, I I can't pick Washington. I can't. Why not? I, I have no faith in their offense. I know they have a good defense, yes, but... You know, this is an offense with Matt Stafford that's got some balance to it. And I just think, you know, eventually they'll kind of do enough to win the football game. But I think the big thing to me in Washington and Alex Smith right now, you know, yeah, Detroit's got some issues on defense. We know that. But I don't think it's, you know, I don't think Washington's good enough or talented enough to take advantage of that. I think that's the thing I keep coming back to more than anything. You know, and and Alex Smith – You know, he's going to have to make some throws in this game. Detroit's not, even though they're not a great run defense, they're not just going to let you sit sit back and, like, die a slow death with the run game. At some point here, they're going to go, wait, it's Alex Smith, and they're going to crowd the box, and they're going to take their chances. So I'm going to go with the Lions, 24-17. I don't think it's a pretty game. I don't think anything like that. But I just think between the desperation and the better quarterback and a few more weapons on offense, I'm just going to go with them to win the football game. Well, let me tell you this, and this is one of those games where I let the heart sometimes overtake the head. Yeah. And since I'm 28 games behind you in the standings, according to Pete, I, I, I better start swinging for the fences. 
You give Alex Smith a week to get ready, as opposed to being thrust into service as he was twice this year when Kyle Allen was injured. You give him the full week to get ready, he's going to be better. Some of the mistakes that will go on his stat sheet, interceptions from last week, really weren't like him making a horrible throw. It was just kind of a crap happens type of a play. I'm, I'm, I've seen enough from the Lions the last two weeks to two weeks to feel like they're starting to disintegrate, and Washington still has something to play for. Between Alex Smith, this is the two-year kind of anniversary of his broken leg. It's not to the day, but it's 104 weeks since it happened. Ron Rivera coming back from cancer treatment. They've had that. You know, they they. I just I feel like there's just something there. I'm going to ride my gut feeling. Good. Washington 23, Lions. 20. All right, let's move on. And I don't know that we need more than 30 seconds for this one. The Jacksonville Jaguars going to Lambeau Field to take on the Green Bay Packers, who had a few extra days of rest, not that they need it to take on the Jaguars. It's Luke Jayton. I mean, Jake Luton against Aaron Rodgers. Who do you got and why? Well, I mean, duh. I mean, we know who we got. It's just who's the who? How much do they blow them out by? What is is this one where? All the media takes the Packers, and if somehow the Jaguars pull a rabbit out of their butts, they're going to troll all the media for picking the Packers? Like, how dare we pick the Packers? Is that going to happen? I I mean, I don't think it will just because I don't think the Jaguars will be able to deliver that upset win in this one. Like, you know, those ones where we do that, it's usually like, you know, it's Tampa, New Orleans. It's it's fairly even, but we all kind of just, oh, whatever, we're going to go with like, this is this is not favorable. Do I think that Jacksonville can make some plays with their offense and maybe put some points on the board and things like that? They do have some balance. Yes, but ultimately their defense, there's just no freaking way you can pick them to keep this game close against this guy at quarterback. There's just no way. And ja- and then Jacksonville's not good at anything. Run, pass, defense, none of it. Uh, so defense, right? Offense. I love James Robinson. Oh, no, the undrafted rookie. I, think they'll be I able love to him. Move it. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. I, I think so. I'm going to go Packers 34-20. You know, because I do. I think Jake Luton and some of those guys will they'll make enough plays, but I don't think it's ever going to be enough to where we're going to feel like, ooh, Green Bay's in trouble of losing this game. They will control it throughout. 44-20 is my pick. Packers obviously over the Jaguars. Wow. Let's move on to a battle in the NFC East. Once upon a time, a great rivalry, but this year, none of the rivalries are worth a crap in the NFC East. Philadelphia minus three at the New York Giants. Who do you like? Well, I, I like the Philadelphia Eagles. I do. I don't like it, though, like love, 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 like, oh, I feel so great about it. I think, yes, they're going to do just enough to win the football game, kind of like what they did the first time around. Hopefully, Carson Wentz will st- start going, wait, when I play these teams like the Giants and the Cowboys, maybe I should stop doing stupid stuff. You know, but the, the big thing I think more than anything is the Giants can be nickel and dimed in the pass game. And I just think that suits Carson Wentz and the Eagles very well. That's that's kind of the way they play. So I think between that and then the Eagles defense being good and Daniel Jones and the Giants offense being a little bit all over the place at times, I'm going to go the Eagles just to win an ugly 23-16 game. The Giants there might have the ball late in the game to go down and tie something like that. Uh, but I, I just think the Eagles are a little bit better. They got the better quarterback. They're a little bit more battle-tested, and I just think they pull it out. Same differential, more points for me. Eagles 30, Giants 23 for all the reasons you suggested. And the Eagles had two weeks to get ready for this game. 
to the extent that Doug Peterson has some of that Andy Reid influence from his time with Reid and what you do during the bye week and to prepare to get ready to win the game on the back end, maybe that helps the Doug Peterson, Brett Favre conspiracy theory that I kind of threw against the wall that Favre said the Eagles should have kept Nick Foles instead of Carson Wentz as a way to get Wentz motivated. I'm kidding about that, but I think they'll come out and they'll be better and they'll go to uh, what? Well, I don't even know what their record will be. They'll still be in first place in the NFC East. And I say 30 to 23 Eagles over the Giants. All right, let's take a break because when we return, we've got six late afternoon games to go through. We'll do that when PFTPM and Chris Sims Unbutton continue. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Oh, the charcoal mask. Great, because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking. Ugh, why is charcoal so sticky? <clears throat> Hello? Hey, Janice. I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. <laughs> no, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. There's your weekday lineup on Peacock's NBC Sports Channel. And the most important line right in the middle. Watch now. It's free. Free and easy. And we hope to see you there each and every weekday. 4 p.m. Eastern or what? It's either 405 or 425, depending upon which network has the doubleheader that week. Buffalo and Arizona getting together. Your boy blue against my boy red. We've got a bet premised on... Me wearing the Josh Allen jersey if the Bills win. You wearing the Kyler Murray jersey if the Cardinals win. I have a feeling I know who you're going to pick. Well, yes. Pick I mean, considering Tell me made, why you think the Bills are going to win. Yeah, I mean, interesting. You know, first off, I look at that like, you know, my this is like where my 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 degenerate friends, gamblers, they always go, oh, the two and a half, two and a half point spread line, right? That's that. They always tell me that when they see two and a half points, that means Vegas doesn't know who they think is going to win. It's like that's their de facto number they go to. It's a very evenly matched football game. Definitely. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Bills. I am. You know that for the spirit of our bet, but I think it's close in the game. And really, I think the biggest thing I'm just going to go with here is I'm going to put more faith in McDermott and Brian Dayball than I am in Vance Joseph and Cliff Kingsbury in the matchup. When I look at it on the field and go, ooh, it's even, I just like the fact that I think I, Buffalo's defense changed last week. A little healthier. I felt like McDermott seemed like he got involved in the schematics. You know, they played a quarterback in Russell Wilson who can move around and do some dangerous things. I think that's going to help them prepare for Kyler Murray. Now, nothing can totally prepare you for Kyler Murray. 
and some of those quarterback design runs and things like that. But I think between their health and the way their defense looked last week, I like that little aspect. And then, you know, again, Bills offense versus Cardinals defense. Now, the Cardinals defense is, is certainly nothing special. There's no great pass rusher, which leads me to think, you know, Kyle, I mean, Josh Allen's going to be able to buy some time and make some plays in the pass game, too. I think it's a fun game with a lot of big plays, but I don't think it's necessarily going to be like out of this world scoring. But I'm going to go 31 28 Buffalo in this one. I had in my notes Bills 27, Cardinals. No, I initially had Bills 27, Bills 24. Which, which was a mistake. And I, I don't care about the spirit of our bet. I picked the Bills to win. I don't know where this bet came from. Oh, okay. Kyler Murray is my favorite player in the NFL right now, but I'm picking the Bills to win the game just because there's something about the Cardinals that I can't consistently trust. Right. And the Bills just and, – and look, maybe I'm suffering from recency. You know what? Screw it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to gonna gonna go it? with the spirit of the bet. I can't do it. I can't do it. I'll go Cardinals 27, Bills 24, just to make it more interesting. Uh, because I'd rather be wrong that way than, than pick the Bills if my guy Kyler and company are going to come through. So give me Cardinals 27, Bills 24, final answer. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, listen, we're, we, we both realize they have flaws. You know, yeah, we're having fun here with this game. Arizona, I agree with you, though. I mean, just in the bigger conversation, it's hard to get a feel for them totally or just feel like latch on to go oh they're legit or you know I don't know if they're a playoff team I think they're a good team that's on the fringe of the playoffs with a great quarterback who makes us think okay they're a playoff team and that's that's tough you know what would we really be thinking of Arizona if they didn't beat Seattle in that overtime game their schedule would look a lot different and you'd be going, man, their wins, it's really not against any good football teams and their losses. They beat the 49ers in week strength. one. They did. They, yeah. they did. I know. Yeah. And, you know, we've talked about that. That's week one, too. So that's always a little bit of a toss-up type thing. But, yeah, I just – to echo your point, I'm not sure about the damn Cardinals either. And I, I think it's going to come down to quarterbacks making plays and I just going with McDermott and, and Dayball to have just a little bit better of a game plan and you're going to go the other way. So that's good. It's good for our spirit of our bet. And in fourth and short, Cliff Kingsbury, please, if you're not going to let Kyler Murray run it, line him up under center and hand it off. Don't don't do the flat-footed shotgun handoff on fourth and short. Please. I they did that, that last week. I know. Don't do that. I know. I, I don't know why Kyler Murray won't line up under center other than he literally would be under center. No, you know that what's crazy, Mike? Why they don't do when, it. it's un, when he's under center, it's a bright light for something tricky is happening. That would be yeah. my – when he's under center – they're going to do a, you know, a fake run reverse or a play action pass or a bootleg all of a sudden. Things that are not normal within their normal routine of their offense. And it's like, yeah, I, I mean, I wish they'd get underneath the center more altogether to add to their inventory of the offense in general. Broncos make their first trip ever to Las Vegas to take on the Raiders. Raiders are favored by four and a half. Who do you like? Well, I mean, the Broncos offense is so spotty. You know, that that's the first thing. It's not very consistent running the ball. I like Drew Locke and his talent. I do. But at the same time, I think one of the things that bothers me a little about him right now or he needs to learn and get better, just every throw can't be a 25-yard completion. I mean, that's the biggest issue I see with him right now. You know, throw it underneath every now and then. Take the five-yard completion. Not everything needs to be on a highlight reel. Now, that's one thing he has to get better at. And that's why you see inconsistencies in their offense at times. 
and, and things like that. Lack of running game, him being a little over-aggressive with all that too. But, you know, ultimately, I just think this is a good matchup. Because of those offensive issues there that we talk about with the Broncos, you know, I don't know if they're going to be able to take advantage of some of the issues the Raiders have on defense. But And then the ultimate, the other side of it is, yeah, I have a lot of faith in this Raiders offense. They can do everything they, you need to do to be a successful offense. They really can. They can short passes, pick you apart. They got enough of a deep pass game to scare you now. And, of course, they're one of the better running teams in football. And because of that, I think that's going to compromise the Broncos. Between that run, which the Broncos aren't great at stopping the run, I think that's going to put Vic Fangio and company in some tough spots where he's going to go, I got to bring a guy up. I got to be a little more aggressive. And that's when Gruden has you by the proverbial kahunas because that's when he dials up Henry Ruggs and things like that, and you go, damn, we just can't stop it. So I'm going Raiders, 28-24. I've got 28-20 Raiders, so you are picking the Broncos to cover by a half point. You're aware of that. I'm going to give you one chance to change it. Do you want to stick with Broncos covering the four-and-a-half point spread? No, I'm going to do exactly what I did, Pete. I'm going to make it 28-23. So I can get Vegas to cover there. Watch I, I get all these that. wrong this week. I Why changed I it too. That? Watch I get them wrong. It's the week I should have stayed as the needler. I got Raiders 28, Broncos 20. My only concern is the Raiders may be peeking ahead to the rematch with the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. But last week's win over the Chargers gives you a little bit of that horseshoe up the butt glow. <laughs> and you start to believe yeah. that something good is happening this year. For a team that's 5-3, and three, and I don't know how much better they would be if they hadn't dealt with all the COVID issues, but they wouldn't be worse than 5-3. and three. Maybe they'd be 6-2. and two. They are a team to take seriously. They hold the tiebreaker over the Browns, which may come in handy when it's time to figure out the seventh seed in the AFC. I, I like the Raiders in this one. I, because I can't trust the Broncos, yeah, I never right. know what Broncos team is going to show up. Yep. So give me the Raiders. That's the safer pick, 28-20. to 20. All right, Seahawks and the Rams. The Rams favored by two against Seattle. This is a game with first place in the NFC West on the line. And the Rams, if they lose, they're they're out of the top seven altogether, yeah. potentially. Yeah. So uh, high stakes for the Rams. They had the week off to get ready for it. Who do you like and why? You know, uh, this, this is a really even close football game. I think of Seattle going to L.A. They haven't traditionally been that great when they've had to go there. You know, this Rams defense, I do think, matches up pretty damn well with Russell Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks. I would just be shocked. You know, the Rams don't blitz a lot. They have a front four that can handle running-type quarterbacks with Floyd and Donald uh, and Brockers. And, you know, so they're athletic up there. Even their linebackers are. I look at that. You know, when they, wanna, when they do want to play man-to-man, which they don't a lot, you know, they're okay. They're good at it. They're at their best when you heard me what I said this morning. When they kind of put Jalen Ramsey on one guy and then they play all these different coverages to everything else. That, to me, is when I go, man, Rams, you're paying Jalen Ramsey $20 million a year. I like it. Go for it. I think he'll be able to match up with DK Metcalf enough to where they'll be able to take some chances and not get torched. You know, DK will get his, I'm sure, but not to like, oh, it's 5 for 170 or 5 for 130. I would be shocked if that happened. You know, the other side of the ball, you know, Seattle, the defense, it's always about stopping the run. We know the Rams are about the run and all that. They're not a great drop back pass game. But I got to think with, you know, the Rams will have a few wrinkles up their sleeve here. They've had a bye week. And I'm going to go with the Rams. I mean, yeah, I'm going to go with the Rams to win this football game. 
I'm going to go 24-21. I just think they match up well with this football team and the issues that the Seahawks have. And uh, it's kind of one of those gut ones there that I like. So Rams 24-21 for me, Mike. The Seahawks have 21 players on the injury report as of Wednesday. Now, most not most of them, but the, but the plurality of them fully participated in practice. But they do have question marks still at running back. And Snacks Harrison expected to debut this weekend for the Seahawks, which helps. Carlos Dunlap flashed at times last he week did. in his first game for the Seahawks. It just was, was all for naught because the Bills won. This just feels like a bounce-back, gotta-have-it game for the Seahawks, right? They've had that special me. kind of narrative this year. And Russell Wilson, after losing last week, I mean, Russell Wilson doesn't lose two in a row very often. And we saw how he recovered from the loss to the Cardinals with the game against the 49ers. This one, they know. They're aware that everything they've worked to build is potentially going to fall apart to the point where they could risk losing the division. I think they, they, this is a Pete Carroll and company find a way game. They find a way to make it happen. They find a way to score one more point. It may not be pretty. It may be exciting. And it may look at times like the Rams are going to win. But I, I just I feel like the Seahawks, uh, embarrassed by what happened last week in Buffalo, We'll find some reservoir of will and grit and determination and win the game thirty-one to twenty-eight. That's yeah, my pick. Uh, listen, I, I don't know how good I don't know how good I feel about it. It's not going to be one of my best bets. I have a feeling it's not going to be one of yours, but uh, that that should make for a great game. Yeah. I don't think we really know what's going to happen. No, I don't think we do either. It's scary. You know, I I, I think you know the Rams have a, a, the ability to be a more complete football team, but yeah, there's that great aspect of like what you're saying with Seattle, their ability to bounce back, and then the Russell Wilson and the offense and how special they are. It is what's scary. You're right. I, I mean, I think the Rams are going to win, but I'm not going to make it a best bet because it does scare the – I mean, number three scares the crap out of me. It's hard to bet against it. Chargers at Dolphins. Dolphins favored by two and a half, a.k.a. Vegas doesn't know what the hell's going to happen in this one spread, which is surprising mm-hmm. because the Chargers are two and six and the Dolphins have been coming along. But Justin Herbert, so far better than Tua Tonga-Vailoa. They meet for the first time. This one's not an easy one either. Who do you like? No, it, it's not. And, you know, I, I can see because, again, you know, as we've, we've talked about it a lot this year, it's not about, like, always who's better. This team's got a better record and this team's got a worse record, and that means automatically the team with the better record wins. No, it's a matchup league. And, you know, when you see it and you look at Vegas and it's only two and a half and then you start to think about it, you go, well, I, I understand it a little bit, you know, the more you think about it. You know, first off, we talked about last week the Dolphins. It was a simple formula for Tua. Bootleg screens, one-on-one, go route. I don't think that's going to happen against Gus Bradley and the Chargers this week. I would be shocked. You know, one, hey, where's, do we know Joey Bosa? I know had a little concussion last week. I don't know where he's at in being able to play. Individual drills yesterday, so he's going to have to be cleared to play, so okay. we don't know. All right, so I, I picked it as if he is going to play, but I just think the boots and things like that will not be there this week nor will the one-on-one jump ball type of thing either. So uh, because of that, it scares me a little bit with the Dolphins offense. No no uh, Parker, right? Or not, not to Bonte Parker, Preston Williams. So Preston Williams, injury. IR. Right, so that that's scary. you know. And then when you go to the other side of the ball, I like a lot of what Miami does, but I don't know if it fits against Justin Herbert and his damn great talents. First off, you know, they'll design a few quarterback runs like we saw Kyler Murray do to the Dolphins last week, so that's scary. Justin Herbert's phenomenal against the Blitz. The Dolphins like to Blitz and do that. I would say negative Ghost Rider, don't do that against this guy because you'll be, you'll be running after guys for touchdowns. 
He's amazing against the Blitz. So I think between those two things, I, I'm going with the Chargers. And I, I can't believe I'm saying it. I am, but I'm going to go 21-20. I mean, it, 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 you know, knowing the Chargers, they'll be up 21-20 and kick the ball off and everybody will fall down and the other team will return it for a touchdown to win the game. Who knows? But I do think they match up well. And it's one of those, I'm going Florio gut here, that I just feel like it lines up. Dolphins thinking they're great. Tua, everything. And here come the Chargers you know, dying to win a game here, and I think it just it'll end up that way this week. It's funny that you said negative ghostwriter, although you find a way to say it pretty much every day on the <laughs> air, because as you were saying it, I was trying to think of the demeanor that Anthony Lynn must have with his team, given all the crazy stuff that's happened. And just as you were saying it, I was thinking of the guy that got coffee all over his shirt and comes out of the room screaming, I want some butts want after some the butts. tower got buzzed. <laughs> he wants some butts. Anthony Lynn wants some butts, people. And he's gonna and he's getting some butts. And he's going to get the Chargers to not screw around, to not let it come down to the final drive, to not blow a lead. I'm going 31-21. I think this is something that's going to change the narrative quickly and dramatically about Tua. Yeah, Tua was great last week. But on the same field as Justin Herbert, this is Herbert's chance. And if you're ever going to push these guys' buttons, it's, hey, you're getting, you know, they could have taken you, and they didn't. And what are you going to do about that, Justin Herbert? So, I, I look, th- that two-and-a-half-point spread and your characterization, and I think you're right, Vegas doesn't know what the hell is going to happen. Right. Most people are going to take the Dolphins. I think the smart money is going to be on the Chargers because they're good enough to win this game, and I think they will. They right. are. Man, you're, I, I wish I we disagreed, but that one's a fun one. I thought, yeah, I thought right, I was here's going one. there. Here's one that was one of the great games of the year in 2019, yeah. 49ers at Saints. 49ers still very banged up. Saints a nine-point favorite coming off of that 38-3 to thrashing of the Bucks. Who do you like? Are you going to pick against your guy? I am. I am. I mean, there's, you know, my guy, is only he's only cap- capable of so much. I mean, he can't overcome – the greatest injury, you know, injury report in the history of football. They just can't do it. And not against the Saints team, who I do think, you know, it, it. we've seen this from them. Oh, not look so good. All of a sudden they have a big win, and here we go. Here go the Saints. They figured it out. They know how they want to play. The confidence, everything's there. To where I just, I don't see any way the 49ers can win this football game. I really don't. You know, too many weapons on offense for the Saints, too balanced on offense with their ability to run the pass game, everything like that, you know, the Taysom Hill factor. And, you know, with, with the 49ers, we know Shanahan, the run game, all those things, but it's different when you have no worries of the drop back pass game. And this is a great front seven, a great front seven for the new Orleans saints. I mean, are we going to see Quan Alexander this week for them too? I just wondered that. Cause that adds to the matchup a little bit. Um, but yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, either. I mean, he'll be able to play because of COVID, but we'll have to check the injury I, report and see. I'm going 30, 20 saints, Mike. I don't think there's any way they lose this game. I got 34, 17, same score. The 49ers lost by last week. And I think the saints are riding high and yeah. dear saints. If you lose this game after we've picked you, you will never hear the end of it <laughs> get them back us <laughs> all right cincinnati at pittsburgh pittsburgh's a nine-point favorite Eesh. ben roethlisberger on the covid19 reserve list joe burrow and company have had two weeks to get ready oh boy nine points is a lot to give chris especially when the steelers have usually won their games by nine or less uh who do you like yeah i mean i like pittsburgh i do but 
I think there's some things about this matchup that, you know, are intriguing for Cincinnati to make this game interesting. I do. I mean, first off, yeah, I mean, Joe Burrow, their passing attack, their, his ability to get the ball out of his hand quickly, you know, that's going to take the pass rush out of the game. So, you know, from that aspect, I, I think they could stay on the field a little bit against the Steelers defense where we've seen, you know, you can move the ball at times on the Steelers. It's just, can you avoid making the big mistake where they turn it over or do something like that? But, you know, I, I think Burrow and company will, you know, be able to move the ball and do that. Now, the other side of the ball, the Bengals defense, not great, obviously, but the Pittsburgh offense, not either. I mean, there's no one area you can look at with Pittsburgh's offense and just go, oh, that's awesome right there. I mean, that, that's, that's what they do great. You know, and the fact that they can't run the ball great, I don't know if that can take advantage of that serious weakness the Bengals have in that area. So I think the Bengals hang around. I'm not going to pick them to win the game, but I'm going to go Steelers 27-21 in this one. Yeah, look, I, I, I learned the hard way several weeks ago when I took the Browns to beat the Steelers. I thought the Browns were ready. The Steelers hadn't beaten anyone convincingly. Then I had faith in the Steelers after that when they went to Tennessee when they went to Baltimore, even though they were grossly outplayed and they won the game, I got that one right. But you know what? This team isn't going 16-0. and This team is going to lose at some point, and I think it happens now. Whoa. I'm feeling good this week. Whoa. I'm willing to put it out there. I don't care. Hey, I'm 65-47 and 47 straight up. I may as well take my chances, right, Pete? I made 85-47, and 47, which does sound a hell of a lot better once you say 65 I'm going Bengals 27-24. I believe in Joe Burrow. I'm not saying that this takes anything away from the Steelers. They're still one of the best teams in the NFL, but they aren't going to win every game. And I think Joe Burrow is going to be determined to start his career with his first trip to Pittsburgh with a win. And this Roethlisberger combination of the COVID-19 reserve list and the knees injury, not knee, knees injury, I'm going to take the Bengals. Yes, I am. Because you know what? If I get it right, I'm going to feel great about it forever if i get it wrong move on to next week yes that's that's uh, very convenient of you way to way to compartmentalize that you know so it's, it's a the truth no, it's a no, truth no lose situation for you sounds good <laughs> exactly all right let's take a break pftpm and chris sims on button continue with the remaining primetime games including lamar jackson versus cam Newton. We'll be right back the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards the longest field goal ever missed also 76 yards why bring this up because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70 yard field goal it probably won't go well so set a limit when you gamble and stick to it want more helpful tips like this go to keepitfunohio.com for games quizzes and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand if a friend asks how you're doing and you say I'm okay. When the truth is... I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say... Hang it in there. Because... If I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. 
Saving money on protecting your garden. Now at Menards. Messina's Animal Stopper is a liquid repellent that prevents pesky animals from damaging your garden. Available in a convenient, ready-to-use bottle. It lasts for up to 30 days, regardless of weather and watering. Save big money on Messina's Animal Stopper at Menards. And check out our weekly flyer on Menards.com for more great deals happening now. PFTPM and Christians Unbutton continue with the Thursday Mega Picks podcast. Primetime games, Sunday night, Monday night. Both, I think, should be entertaining. The Baltimore Ravens traveled to New England last year. New England was undefeated midway through the season. People were talking about maybe they go 16 0 again. The Ravens put an end to that. Now the Ravens, the better team, seven point favorites on the road in New England. Chris, can New England stay within seven? Can New England actually find a way to win? I don't think so on either one of those ones. I don't think they can. You know, they might be able to hang in there within seven for a majority of the game. But, I, I mean, eventually I think the dam breaks. You know, I'll go back a little. I mean, I mean Mike, we've, we've talked about this so much, right? I mean, the first thing is the Patriots defense, secondary great. Yeah, they'll be able to match up with those receivers, play man-to-man, and load the box. So what? Doesn't matter. There's nobody in that box that's worth a damn for the Patriots. That's the big issue. And Lawrence Guy missing last week, and I don't know where he is this week, but he's probably not going to be 100%. He's their only legit run-stopping D lineman they got. So they could put everybody on the team in the box, and I think Baltimore's still going to be able to run the ball. I mean, they're going to have, you know, Patriots could have two guys in one gap, and it won't be as big as the one guy that, that's going to be blocking both of them. Like, I mean, that, that's really where I just don't see how – they stop it, just like you saw with the 49ers tearing up the Patriots in the run game a few weeks ago. This is not a good matchup for them in that standpoint. Now, you know, the other side of the ball, you know, the same type of thing. Now, I mean, I think New England will be able to run the ball a little bit, just a little bit, but, like, not much because Baltimore's secondary is awesome too, and they'll certainly be able to lock down you know, these New England wide receivers. So, hey, it's Bill Belichick. It's New England. I think they hang tough. They'll probably have some creative things in the game plan that'll confuse Baltimore maybe for a little bit. But I think eventually they just wear them down. I'm going 27-14 Ravens. Yeah, I I, uh, I don't want to be influenced by the fact that the Patriots found a way to win the other night because it was against a bad Jets team, but it was everything the Jets could throw at them. And Joe Flacco isn't nearly as bad as people think. And uh, I, so I think the I think the Ravens win, but I think Belichick and company find a way to keep it close and keep it interesting. That seven-point spread to me is too much. I've got 24-20, but I agree with you. If the Ravens can run the ball, and I don't think the Patriots can stop them from running the ball, even if Mark Ingram doesn't play. And there are indications he will be back. He returned to practice yesterday. He's missed a couple of games with an ankle injury. But between him, Gus Edwards, J.K. Dobbins, Lamar Jackson, just a relentless pounding, 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 pounding. Get the lead, hold the lead, and get out of New England at 7-2. and two. So I like the Ravens 24-20 to 20 in our Sunday night game. The Ravens had a positive COVID-19 result today, too. So that's something to keep an eye Uh-oh. on. We may end up. We may end up with a, a flippy flip 
You know, you never know, I know. where you get that flex. Maybe it won't be Ravens Patriots. Year. Right. Yeah. Right. On Sunday night, maybe it'll be one of these other games we've already discussed. Well, there's only 75 4 o'clock games they can move, so yeah, they should be able to figure yeah. it out. What will they ever choose from <laughs> out of the 4 o'clock window uh, if they do that this week? All right, Monday night football. Minnesota Vikings, two wins in a row. Dalvin Cook running wild, 225-plus yards from scrimmage in consecutive games, six touchdowns in two games. The Bears have lost three in a row. The Vikings have struggled at Soldier Field. Last year, the Bears shut down Dalvin Cook, hold him to 35 yards rushing, and it sparked that whole Stephon Diggs disappeared for a couple of days, and Adam Thielen called out Kirk Cousins. So can the Bears stymie the Vikings again and get their season back on the right track, Chris? Well, uh, this is a, that's a good question. And, you know, I mean, listen, Dalvin Cook, what he's doing, look what he's done. I mean, look at it. Look what he's done to you. You gave up. Now you're back on the bandwagon. Look at you wearing the sweatshirt today and everything. Look at Dalvin. Stop messing gift. with my friend's head, Dalvin. He was just ready to cut ties. He had moved on. And now you run for 200 yards every other week. And look at him. He's now he's back to confusion. He doesn't know what the hell to do. See what you've done, Dalvin Cook. I'm holding you responsible. All right. Number 33 up in Minnesota. Um, I think it's a good matchup for the Bears. Of course, it won't be pretty. I mean, the Bears, it's the worst offense in football scheme-wise. I mean, when you have arguably one of the worst offensive lines and then I would say one of the worst starting running backs in football, uh, oh, God, really, you can't run the ball? No, no, shocker. And then they don't do anything on offense. I mean, it stinks, their scheme. It's horrible. But the Vikings are not good on defense this year. And I think that'll let Nick Foles just kind of pick you apart with little short passes just enough and the Bears' defense is the real deal. They are. You know, their run defense, as you've heard me say a few times this week, is better than what their numbers show. They don't help their run defense. They play a lot. The safety's back. They don't try to overload the box because they got so many big dudes in their front seven. They just go, you guys handle the front, the, the run game. We got other guys we got to worry about the pass game. I'm going to go Bears 20-17. to 17. Ugly close football game. Sorry, Minnesota. You lose. You know, I, I look at that Minnesota favored by two and a half. Now, if the home team's favored by two and a half, Vegas doesn't know what the hell's going to happen. If the road team's favored by two and a half, I think it's a trap. I got the Bears 19-16. I, I, I just, the, 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 the Viking, I've seen this movie <laughs> enough times to know that, <laughs> that everything will be feeling good and then they'll start the game and they won't be able to move the ball, and the Bears will get a field goal, and the Vikings won't be able to move the ball, and the Bears will get a touchdown. And, yeah, I'm just – hey, I'm being realistic, Chris. I'm being realistic. I know you are. I know you see um, it, but I still like it. Yeah. Uh, I love them. I love them not. I love, I love being right. I love being right. I've gone <laughs> yes, out on a limb. For, I'm, I'm never going to go out on a limb for the Vikings again, even though I've got the Paul Allen – gift that he sent to me in this uh, this is great this is so comfortable yeah. i could sleep in this i could like wear this all the time but for the fact that it would reek within 24 hours i would wear it all the time all right let's take a break will our best bets reek this week we'll tell you what they are right after we figure out what they are we'll do that during the break and we'll tell you when we return <laughs>
After being in lockstep for the past few weeks, we disagree on five games straight up this week. Will we agree on any of our best bets? It's time to unveil and also figure out what our best bets are. Chris, what do you have first? All right. Well, I'm going to go to our game on Sunday Night Football to start it off. I am. I'm going with the Ravens. You know, I know it's New England and it's scary and it's seven points. And, man, New England doesn't lose, you know, by more than seven or at home. But yet they do this year. I, I, you know, I just I don't think this is a good matchup for them they can't stop the run not against this group and then you know how are they supposed to move the ball I just don't know how they can do it against the Ravens I think they'll be able to lock up their receivers and they got enough big people to stop that Patriots run to a degree so I went Ravens 27 uh, 14 and I'm, I'm riding them here with my best bets I'm going to start with the one I feel best about and work my way down. Cleveland Browns giving three to the Houston Texans. The Texans feel extremely dysfunctional right now. The Browns have played in that wind. As you said, the Browns can run. The Texans can't. That's the difference on a windy day. Give me the Browns. Yeah, that's, that, it's a good one. I, I'm thinking about that. I'm, I'm probably chickening out here. I'm going to go to your squad because uh, I don't think they're going to be able to win by two and a half, and I don't think they're going to win at all. Uh, I'm going with the Bears. Yeah, they're two-and-a-half-point dogs at home. They have a great run defense. Uh, you know, I think it's a great run defense. It's Like I've already said, it's better than it statistically shows. And because of that, I, that's the same. We know. I don't think the Vikings are going to be able to win the game with Kirk Cousins just throwing the ball against that group. I don't. And the Vikings' defense is just bad enough to where Nick Foles and the Bears' offense will have a little success to win an ugly football game. I'm going 2017, Chicago, taking them. Next one for me is your guy, Aaron Rodgers, giving points to the Jaguars. Even though it's going to be windy and cold and nasty there, they went through a game like that against the Vikings. I think they learned from that experience. They are not going to step in a pothole against the Jaguars. They're going to get up early. They're going to hold on. And I think the Packers easily cover the 13-point spread. Yeah, that's. Uh, I'm stuck between that one is on my mind. I'm tempted to take the Saints with the nine points. That's on my mind. I'm tempted to take the Steelers, I mean, the, the Bengals, to keep that game close. But I don't think I can do it. You know, ultimately, I think I'm going to have to agree with you and go with the Packers. You know, I picked 34-20. I was going to pick a higher score than that to originally go with. I know, what you end up picking, 44-20 or something? 44-20. So I, I'm going to go with it, too. I just, that Jacksonville defense... It's just bad in all areas, and I could see that Rodgers will come out, establish a, a lead to start the game, and then it make Jacksonville have to throw the ball, and that's when the Green Bay's at their best. So because of that, yeah, I'm going with it too, and I probably could have picked a bigger point spread, really. So Packers, my last one. Last one for me, and I may regret this, but I'm going all in with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers giving five and a half points to the Carolina Panthers. Tommy does not follow up one stinker with another. This is an on-to-Cincinnati vibe type of a game. Tampa Bay Buccaneers get back to basics and do what they have to do, and the Panthers without Christian McCaffrey and kind of laying it all out there on the field last week and losing to the Chiefs, I don't think they'll be able to match the Buccaneers. So there we are. Thank you for listening to what we have to say. If you choose to place money on any of these bets, that's on you, not on us. Enjoy <laughs> Enjoy the game. Words of wisdom. The rest of the week. Chris, we'll see you Monday since you don't work on Fridays. Oh, Everybody no, else, baby. 7 a.m. Bright and detox, early. Detox, retox tonight, Thursday baby. Here we go. <laughs> see ya. <laughs> 
The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Save big money on protecting your garden. Now at Menards. Messina's Animal Stopper is a liquid repellent that prevents pesky animals from damaging your garden. Available in a convenient, ready-to-use bottle. It lasts for up to 30 days, regardless of weather and watering. Save big money on Messina's Animal Stopper at Menards. And check out our weekly flyer on Menards.com for more great deals happening now. Save big 